Hello and welcome back to another Free Pixels podcast. This time you'll listen to The Gaming Corner, hosted by me, Martin Gregory. And today we'll be talking about game announcements at E3. You're tuned in to the Three Pixels podcast. This episode is produced by Martin Gregory. So let's kick this off with the first game. Probably one of the biggest games coming out of E3 this year is the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. Teased at the very end of Nintendo's show at the E3. The team has confirmed that the Breath of the Wild sequel is currently in development and it looks astounding. Game director Haimaro Fujobayashi spoke to IGN and I quote, I can't say at this point if it will be in its sequels or in a continuous stage or from what it will take, but I definitely have lots of ideas and lots of motivation right now. So looking at the game, it's most likely going to be an open world game once again. It will likely keep the same sort of rough layout of Hyrule from the Breath of the Wild series. Uh, The fans would probably want a sequel to go back to the Hyrule, largely due to the trains, planes, and modern um, fantasy feel and the lands it has and the open vastness of it. So let's quickly go back to the first game, um, which is nearly two years old, I believe now, and it still has a reputation of being really well received. A lot of people are still playing the game. And yeah, it showed Nintendo's intent of becoming like a home console once again and obviously with the switch it it was very portable as well they sort of got uh, killed two birds with one stone and yeah it really surprised me how well and executed the game actually is so let's talk about the sequel honestly it's probably gonna be one of the games to beat whenever it gets released obviously it's only in development stage right now so no full release date right now but if i was gonna be a betting man it'd probably be late 2021 2022 so it's gonna be a couple of years from now i'd be surprised if it was any earlier because games do take time and things like this uh, nintendo i think would be more cautious um approaching this game because purely they want to keep the momentum of breath of the wild and i can see why and i look forward to playing this game as soon as it's released so i know i talked about this game in my previous podcast but i just want to touch up back on it and that's the star wars jedi fallen order um, finally, we saw the first gameplay at E3. We've witnessed our ex-Padawan Carl Castus leaping, slashing, and force pushing. Typical tropes that you associate with Jedis. The release date is November 15th of this year. EA and Respawn Entertainment show off more than, I think it's around 30 minutes of single playthrough following Carl as he infiltrates an Imperial facility on the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk. Now, in my previous podcast, I said I'm really excited for this game. And having Stig Anderson on, um, who developed God of War series, I also believe I said this had all the key ingredients to make a really good game. I'm not going to dispute what I said. However, when I was watching the walkthrough, I just got a little bored and I sort of had flashes of Star Wars Force Unleashed. And I know some people wouldn't even compare the two, but I generally just sit there and thought, I'm not really interested in this sort of thing anymore. And I know that's like mine, that's a massive uh, deviation of like uh, inside a week or or two. But yeah, it's just one of these games that I thought at the time, yeah, I really want to watch. But actually, I feel like um, 
the Star Wars universe is actually more exciting following things like the Stormtroopers or Clone Wars and or things that predate the actual films. And this is something I've been talking to some of my friends about, about like Star Wars lore and, and stuff like that. The thing is, you know what happens in the end. You know the Empire loses. You know that the Rebels are victorious. And there's very little storylines in canon that I actually care about in between that. I think stuff like Star Wars, the Clone Wars TV series, where you, where the main protagonist is Ahsoka Tano, where you don't understand what really happens to her as you watch her grow from this naive Padawan to this mature Jedi Master. That's something I can really grip myself into. And I feel like the game of, you know, you being a former Padawan on the run has shadows of Ahsoka Tano. I feel like it's been there, done that. Now, I hope I'm wrong. However, watching the walkthrough, I've only watched it once and there were a couple of things that I did enjoy in it. It wasn't all negative. I like the effects of when you slash things with your lightsaber, it left that orangey glow that you see in the films, as well as I really like the soundtrack that went with it. I believe there was a character from Rogue One at the beginning of the, of the walkthrough. I'll have to go back and confirm that, but I'm sure it was. And that's something I, I was um, pretty happy about at first, but beyond that, just got a bit meh about the thing and I like I said I hope I'm wrong and I'm sure I'll never live it down if it becomes one of the best games of all time like I said it has some good members on board however I'm just not fully sold on it now cyberpunk 2077 it was announced back in 2012 and the past seven years of the news paint CD project sci-fi RPG as behemoth of a game even bigger than The Witcher 3. But let's not make any mistake about it, this is definitely going to be an RPG. Cyberpunk 2077 release date has been revealed for April 16th, 2020. At E3, Keanu Reeves made an appearance at the end of the new Cyberpunk 2077 trailer as a character and then emerged on stage in person to deliver us an official release date as I just previously mentioned. The trailer was amazing. Honestly, this game has grown and grown on me, and I keep batting forth with different games. You, you can tell, like, oh, it's gonna be bad, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna lock this one in and say, this game's gonna be great. Honestly, it just has so much potential, and the development team behind it, uh, creating The Witcher 3, Witcher 3 was really well received, got a lot of acclaim for it. <sighs> it's going to be very hard to mess this one up. And I just can't see him messing this one up. I think this is going to be an incredible game. And this is going to be one I'm going to buy on day release. And I don't buy day release games that often. So this is going to be up in that upper echelon. And hopefully it will take pride in my top shelf of games, as I call them. But let's go to the trailer. The trailer came in with a character. had a chip on his uh, behind his ear and it sort of had a flashback of him and his friend um, which looks like they just did a heist and his friend got shot who's critically injured and, and passes away. Honestly it gripped me straight off the bat and if the gameplay can emulate the trailer, wow this game is going to be incredible. I've talked about the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 quite a lot, I've talked about its own episode as well as I talked about the previous podcast episode as well 
so I definitely um, implore you to go listen to them back. I also apologize for my flip-flopping about. I also know that I said something about being such a big game, a lot of problems can occur. Yes, that is still a worry in my mind, but like I said, week in, week out, the more I hear about Cyberpunk 2077, the more I'm on this bandwagon and the more it's growing and growing on me. And I still do stick to my uh, prediction as well. I remember I said it'd be a game of the year candidate in 2020. I, I can see that happening. I think it would take many awards when the award season do come up again in that sort of time frame. So roll on April. So now it's time to have a bit of a confession. I wasn't too impressed with Square Enix sort of conference. I feel like I overhyped it more and I let my imagination sort of run with me. So that's my own fault here, but let's quickly talk about um, what they'll be delivering to us. And of course, it's word on Final Fantasy VII. I know, huzzah, we all yell. As well as in their press conference, we saw new gameplay for FF7 Remake. It's finally coming in the 3rd of March 2020. For so long fans have been teased of an announcement of the remake for a much beloved game and it's finally just around the corner. I believe I covered this a long time ago back in I believe it was 2017 maybe even last year that they hardly even did anything with the game. I believe it was 2017 because it was the same sort of uh, time when Kingdom Hearts 3 was meant to be sort of released and they hadn't released at the time and they were talking about um, different areas and different games that pretty much they haven't sort of st uh, started and, and FF7 was definitely mentioned. It's great it's going to see some daylight now and yeah I think it's one of those ones that I thought I had to talk about. I know many fans have been waiting for this for so long. As well as something I didn't anticipate was the announcement of Final Fantasy VIII uh, Remaster, which will be on modern consoles, and it'll be coming out apparently this year. We'll see. So in this year, we'll see the launch of Final Fantasy VIII Remaster, which will overhaul the 12-year-old game and make it more acceptable looking on modern systems. As news started to circulate, I know a lot of players were a little concerned it became increasingly obvious that this game was built on a PC release and this game was built in 2000. Yes, the millennium. As well as a modified version of which was added to Steam in 2013. I say it was a surprise, maybe not a surprise to other people, but it's a game that I had very little tabs on if, if it ever was going to be announced and very strange that they are making two remakes or one sort of a remake, one's a remaster as they call it. Very um, disappointing. They also announced about Marvel's Avengers gameplay. It was alright. Again, like I said, I feel like I overhyped it myself and think it was going to be this outrageous press conference, but I was just left very underwhelmed. And although I'm not fully disheartened because obviously I'm waiting for this remake of Final Fantasy VII, there was a lot to be desired. They could have done more, or maybe I expected too much. So let's talk about another game that surprised me, was Luigi's Mansion 3. 
after the first installment back in 2001 and a second in, in 2013, these are only the main games in the Nintendo series. And now they're going to create a, a third installment in the shape of Luigi's Mansion 3. Watching the trailer of this game is very immersive and quite funny and I definitely recommend you watching the trailer after listening to this podcast. It's said to be released on the Switch at some point in 2019. So far, no official release date has been uh, discussed. Let's just cut to the chase and talk about the new functions in this game. Firstly, you have Slam, which allows you to slam ghosts on the ground. A suction shot, which attacks a plunger to an item before pulling it away, destroying it. And a burst and air pressure group attack. The story is Luigi's Mansion 3 sees Luigi being invited to stay in a hotel alongside his friends Mario, Peach and company. But unfortunately the hotel is not quite what it seems as things take a dark turn when he arrives. It looks like a fun field game for the whole family and it has that charm that it once possessed and it still possesses. Like I said, I wasn't really expecting this game to come out at all. I actually thought the series was done but I'm glad they're going to make a third one and I can't wait to actually play this game if I ever get the chance to. A lot of games were announced. Before starting this podcast, I actually had 20 games to talk about in and out and I think this podcast would be nearly well, nearly two hours. I could probably stretch out for. So I'm going to make this my last one and this is the one that really caught my eye and that is The Outer Worlds which is a space western sim. It's not an easy feat to make a video game that's both funny and compelling. However, the Outer Worlds hands-on preview at E3 suggests it's still more than capable of repeating success of its cult classic, Fallout New Vegas, which in my opinion, is the best one. That level of player freedom extends to everything in narrative splitting decisions for the players to carve out their own stories but never punishes you with a kind of awful morality systems that role-playing veterans are used to. In that sense, the Outer Worlds is shaping up to be one of Obsidian's RPG in all the right ways, with all the character depth, the freedom and the narrative complexity that Bethesda fans in particular have been dying to see since 2015's Fallout 4. The Outer Worlds release date is set for October 25th, 2019, and it launches on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. The plot starts, the player character awakens on board of a cryosleep and only to find that most of the passengers are still in hibernation and begins a journey to nearby Connolly to investigate the true nature of the corporations because in this timeline mega corporations are terraforming and colonizing alien planets this is definitely a game that deserves its own podcast later in the future and again i'm very excited to see come out and review however that is all for this episode on e3 lots of game announcements i know like i previously stated earlier in the podcast i had so many games lined up but it would be such a long episode that I don't feel like you would enjoy it as much as well as there are definitely games that I feel that could have their own podcast episode and I could talk more in depth to them because I feel there's more of a story behind them so until then thank you very much for listening to the free pixels podcast you can find us hello at the free our twitter at the free pixels pod and our facebook the free pixels 
Once again, thank you very much for listening. I've been Martin Gregory. You listen to the Free Pixels podcast. You've been listening to the Three Pixels podcast with Alan Taylor, Martin Gregory, and me, Ben Ridley. Music provided by Epidemic Sound. With that, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Good night.